That's one of the reasons that some churches struggle because not everybody is running like a fine-tuned machine. But imagine if everybody in the church was running like a fine-tuned machine. If everybody in the church was putting the right gas in the car. If everybody in the church was using the right supplement. song it, it just reminds me that I'm living for something yeah. not just living but I'm living for something yes, and I'm hoping and trusting not a hope so not a wishful but I'm hoping yeah. confident hope trusting that the Lord is going to bring me in hallelujah. hallelujah and I thank him for saving me yeah. I thank him for blessing me I thank him for redeeming this wretched soul of mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. First giving honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And to Bishop Darrell B. Starnes, Sr. And to greatness, Sister Camille Starnes. Amen. And to Benjamin. Amen. And to all of the officers and family and friends of these two great churches, I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. You probably are familiar with the passage of scripture that we're going to share from today, amen, because we have been using it all week long in our spiritual emphasis, and I pray that God would continue to bless on this day. But I want to lift up verses 10 and 11 of Second Peter chapter 1, and it reads, So dear brothers and sisters, Work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen to do these things. And you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
I want to share today from the subject of I'm working it out. I'm working it out. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we ask your blessings in this moment that you bless us, your people, that you bless this time that we share in your word, in your power, and in your presence. God, use this vessel for your glory. Overshadow me now, God. Come, Father. Come, Holy Spirit. And Father, we ask that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm working it out. When we talk about working out, I know that's a dirty word to some of us. Amen. But we have entered into the season of New Year's resolutions. And to be quite honest, uh, I was shocked that the gym has not been as crowded this year as it has been in years past. And I know there are some people who have come to the conclusion that they said, I'm not making New Year's resolutions anymore. Amen. And maybe that's the reason why the gym is not packed like it used to be around this time of year. But as I was there in the gym the other day and I was in between sets and as I sat down the machine, I just kind of looked across the gym and, and, and it started to just flood my head with spiritual insight. And, and as I'm sitting there and it's like God began to share with me, every one of you in here is in here for a reason. Every one of you in here comes for a purpose. And if you look around, some are doing well, and some are struggling, and some are just here. And as I began to observe the different things that he was revealing to me, and, and then I began to think about what we were sharing uh, throughout the week, and, and I began to think about how this life of ours and how the church is in a good contrast to gym life. Amen. Now, when you think about working out, and again, everybody ain't there. Amen. Some of us are trying to get there. Some of us don't even care about getting there. And, amen. But, but it's important, amen, that we, especially when it comes to spiritual life, that we work out. In our spiritual life, it's important that we began to do the things that will help us to grow, amen, that will strengthen our spiritual muscles, amen, that will give us spiritual endurance, hallelujah. Because there's one thing about spiritual endurance is that sometimes when we're running this race of life, we're going to get weary along the way. But when your endurance is built up, when your endurance has been built up, you're able to run a little further. You're able to run a little longer. You're able to run a little harder than the next person. Why? Because you built up your spiritual endurance. And the reason that some people have fallen by the wayside is because they never worked out to build up their spiritual endurance. They, they, they just got in the gym and they began to look around and they, they did a set of this and a set of that and they was out the door. Hallelujah. But if you really want true results, you got to put in some work. Yeah. 
If you really want true spiritual results, you got to put in some work. If you really want true physical results, you got to put in some work. It doesn't happen by osmosis. Amen. I walk through the gym door and duh, I got this glorious body now. You got to actually put in some work. I remember sharing with one of my coworkers one time that she said she was working out and she was going to the gym. She said, but I just can't seem to, to, to lose the weight. I just can't seem to get. I say, what you got to have to start doing is lifting heavy. And she looked at me, I ain't trying to get no big old muscles. And I said, unless you're taking steroids, you're not going to have to worry about that. I said, but when you begin to lift heavy, it causes your body to respond to the weight that you're putting it under. And I said, when your body responds to the weight, it has to adapt. And it does so, first of all, by growing the muscle to be stronger, to be able to handle the load that you're putting on it, which causes your body to also begin to burn more calories. I said, therefore, you'll begin to see a difference, but you've got to start lifting heavy. Well, she finally took the advice that I had given her, and she came back. She said, you know what? It worked. <laughs> And I said, you ain't all bulky either, are you? <laughs> Amen. But when we understand that it's sometimes putting ourselves in that position or going through the strain of growing that we really experience what we need. But as long as we're just in there and, you know, we're just doing the bare minimum. Hallelujah. We're picking up the fives and we, we're doing the work with the fives. We don't dare touch the 20-pound dumbbells. We, we just pick up the fives and we're just working with the fives. But your body's not going to respond to the fives because your body's used to the fives. Your body really is saying, I'm going to sleep because you're not doing anything. But when we really get to understand that if we really want true growth, it's going to take some work. And when you think about the work that we've got to put in, it starts here. We've got to understand it starts with the access point. And the access point is what we find giving us the opportunity to grow. And the way that we get that opportunity to grow is by faith. Faith is your access to the gym. I, I've got a key fob, and it allows me to go in 24-7. Anytime that I get ready, I can just go to the gym and swipe my key fob, and it'll let me in. Hallelujah. God gives you 24-7 access by faith. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. You've got access by faith. All you got to do is access it and go in to the kingdom. And you're accessing the faith is where you begin to start your journey. If you notice in that first two verses that we shared in our text, it talks about Peter letting us know that we have to act, have access by the shared faith and this precious faith that God has given us. It's this faith that God has given us that allows us to have access to the workout facility. It's when we get faith in our life, when, when we access this type of faith that is saving faith, it allows us to begin the process of spiritual growth. Let me help you out here. We can't grow spiritually if we're not in the kingdom. Hallelujah. 
There are folk in the world who, who talk about, oh, I'm, I'm growing spiritually, but they don't have a relationship with God. How can you have a relationship, but not have a relationship with God, but yet you're talking about growing spiritually? That's called deformed growth. When we understand that it takes faith to access the kingdom of God, and it's the faith that we express in God, and because we have expressed faith, but it comes with a payment as well. Now, the only way that my fob works at the gym is if I've made the payments. Hallelujah. If I have made the payments, it's going to say boop, boop, red, and it won't let you in. But if I swipe it and it turns green, the door, and it opens and I can go in. The payment that we need to access the gem of heaven is grace. Grace is the payment that's been made on your behalf. Jesus Christ went to the cross at Calvary and he made a payment for you. That payment is enough that you don't have to ever worry about making another payment again. You can make this one payment only by the blood of Jesus Christ and as this one payment has been made over 2,000 years ago it's enough to cover you for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter who you are. You can get this payment applied to your account and as the payment is applied to your account you just need to begin to use your faith and access the payment that's already been made and as that payment has already been made you can now go in and begin your workout but if the payment is not made you're going to experience what they call access denied there are going to be some folk who come to the kingdom of God and, and they're going to wonder why the gates are not opening. It's because you never got a payment put, applied to your account. What do you mean a payment applied to my account? That means that you never accepted the grace payment that God has already made on your behalf. You can't just walk up to the gates and come in. You can't just walk up and declare that you're a part of the body of Christ without having the payment applied to your account. Jesus has to cover you by his blood. Jesus has to know you by your name. And the way that that happens is when you ask him to come into your life and save you. Come in and cleanse me of my sin. Come in and redeem me, oh God. Come in and admit that I'm a sinner and I'm come short of the glory of your grace. So God, I need you to save me. I need you to transform my life. And when you do that, he'll come in and give the payment that's necessary for you to access the kingdom. And as we get into the kingdom, we began to use our key fob of faith to access the gym. This is when we began to work out. This is when we began to do everything that is necessary for spiritual growth. But you can't get in if you don't have the access point. And the access point is by faith into the kingdom. And because you've gotten this access, you now have the opportunity to get your life better. Hallelujah. Because I've got access, I can make my life better. But here's the challenge. Some of us have the access point but we're not using it. Some of us have the fob of faith, but we're not swiping it. We are content with just living life the way that it is. We're content with sin reigning and ruling in our life the way that it is. But it's time for us to understand that if we had the payment applied to our life, if we've asked Jesus to come in, I've got to swipe my fob as often as I can and go in and begin to train in order that I might experience this better life that God has in store for me. God doesn't intend for us to just to be these happy Christians that, that are so happy that my 
my name was written on the Lamb's book of life. He wants us to be productive while we're here. But we're not going to be productive if we're just satisfied with just simply coming and being a part of the body of Christ. What about coming and being a productive member of the body of Christ? What about coming into the body of Christ and, and being used by the great God that we serve? That's ultimately what he wants out of our life, is to be able to use us for the glory of his kingdom. But this doesn't happen if we refuse to go and work out. Use the grace payment. You never have to make another payment. And use the key fob of faith as your access point to go in and begin your training. But every one of us knows that it, it probably is a little deeper than that for most of us. Which brings me to my second point. Most of us are going to need a motivating purpose. What is your motivating purpose? Hallelujah. I heard of Jesus. Well, my motivating purpose is I want that better life. I want to be able to breathe. I want to be able to walk up the stairs without dying. I, I, I want to be able to walk a mile and not have to have somebody come and pick me up at the end of the mile. I, I want to be able to just live life better and God be able to use me for the glory of his kingdom. Well, the only way that that's going to happen is you got to understand what's motivating you. As I began to reflect as I was in the gym that day and I, and I began to wonder what was motivating some of the people that were there. Because again, some seemed to be doing the bare minimum. Some were just going from machine to machine and, and there was not a bead of sweat dropping from them. Some are going from machine to machine and they're not even breathing hard. And, and, and there's some that are just walking around as they are mingling in the gym. Some come just for social gathering. What's your motivating purpose for being there? Are you truly motivated to be there because you have a goal in mind or, or are you just there because you can show up whenever you feel like it? God wants us to have the motivation to get better. The motivation to be the best Christian that we can be. The motivation to, to make sure that we are giving God all of the glory out of our life. Everyone that is there to get better. At least that's what I thought. But then as I began to look around, I noticed that, again, some were not applying all that they could apply in order to get the life that they were looking for. Most of us go to the gym because we say we want to lose weight. Hallelujah. But then we don't do anything to actually lose the weight. Hallelujah. We don't break a sweat. We don't, we don't breathe hard in our workout. We just walked in and we, whew, whew, whew. <sighs> that's enough. And we head back out the door. But I've learned that when you actually begin to put your body under the strain, of the weight, when you actually began to come up with a regimen that will, will actually cause your body to have to adapt to what you're doing to it, hallelujah. When, when you began to feel the soreness of the muscles, amen. Some folk work out and never get sore. Question you gotta ask yourself, did you work out? That's a sign that it's working. 
when you begin to feel the soreness of your body, when, when you begin to feel the, the, the stiffness come, it's, it's a sign that it's working. What it did, it began to break down some things in your body and your muscles began to break down. And as the result of your muscles breaking down, they began to say, we've got to do better because of what this person is doing to us. We've got to do better. And, and as you begin to feel the soreness, that's your body's way of saying, we're going to do better the next time. The next time you put us under that strain, we're going to do better. The next time you put us under that load, we're going to do better. Well, how about us as Christians? If every time God allows us to be under the strain, are we going to say, God, I'm going to do better? God, the next time you allow this type of the pressure to be applied to my life, I'm going to do better. The next time you allow the pressure to be applied to my life, I'm not going to cuss them out, God. I'm going to do better. The next time you allow the pressure to be applied to my life, God, God, I'm not going to look at them sideways. I'm going to look at them with the eyes of grace and I'm going to do better. We've got to understand that every time we're under the pressures of life, God is using that as a workout in our life and we got to be better every time. Every time it ought not weigh you down. Every time you ought to not fall and succumb to sin. Every time you ought to not know that the first thing you're going to do is cuss them out. Every time you ought to know the first thing you're going to do is bless somebody with another word rather than the words of God. But you got to know that every time the strain is put on me, I'm going to do better and better. Every time the strain is on my life, I'm going to make sure that I come out better than I did the last time. But every time your body is under the strain, it begins to adapt. And one thing you began to notice is once you begin to adapt, you don't get as sore as you used to. And you'll find yourself being stronger than you were before. Hallelujah. And then that will motivate you some more because I'm stronger than I was before. But here's the kicker. When you start getting the motivation because you say, look at what I can do now. Hallelujah. And some folk are satisfied right there. Look at what I did. Hallelujah. But if you know, if you really want to grow, what you got to do is you got to add some more weight. You got to put another heavy load on you. You got to go to the point where you're beginning to be sore again. And because you know, if I go through this soreness, I'm, I'm going to come out better. And when I come out better, I'm going to come out stronger. Hallelujah. Y'all missing that thing. When, when God takes you through something, he, he brings you through and you come out better. But then the next time something comes along, if it's on the same level, you don't even blink an eye. You just go right on through and you know that I'm going to come out better because I've got the strength to handle this level. But what happens when he takes you to a deeper level? What happens when the weight gets shown up heavy on you and you've not been there before? And, and yes, sometimes every now and then you might get stuck under the bar. And when you're stuck under the bar, you don't have the, the strength to push it off. You don't have the strength to get it back to where it was and you're sitting there struggling. But thank Thanks be to God, there's something called a spotter. Somebody that comes along and gives you a, an assisting hand to get it back to where it needs to be. But every now and then, the Holy Spirit has to be your spotter. The Holy Spirit has to come along and give you a little assistance to get it back to where it needs to be. But every now and then, as you get that spot and it gets you back to where you need to be, the spotter will say, give me one more. Yeah. Hallelujah. But you're saying to yourself, I gave you all I had on the last rep. And the spotter saying, give me one more. I got you. 
That's what God is saying to you. When you're under the, the heavy weight, when you're under the low, give me one more rep. I got you. But Lord, I've given all I could on that last one. No, you don't. Give it one more. I got you. If you trust me, you'll give me one more. If you trust me, you'll do what I'm asking you to do. If you trust me, you know that you're going to come out better on the other side of this. And what you do, you go down one more time and you give God one more rep. And the Holy Spirit helps to get the weight back to where it needs to be. And the more you do that, you'll find yourself no longer needing that spot because God has given you the strength that you need. Your body has developed. Your mind has developed. Your spiritual soul has developed. And you've gotten stronger and stronger because God allowed the heavy load to be on you. But he gave you the assistance that you needed. But every time I understood that as I grew, it motivated me to do more. Hallelujah. It, it motivated me to have a deeper purpose. It, it motivated me to change and switch my training because your body can get used to the training that you're doing. So you began to adapt and change and switch up things in order that you might continue to experience growth. Every one of us has what we call a central nervous system. And every time your, your body is shocked by the load of the weights, it affects your central nervous system. And your central nervous system is what says to your body, look, you got to pick it up. Because if you don't, he going to kill us. So what happens is your central nervous system begins to speak to you and say, your spiritual life, you got to pick it up. If you don't, the devil is going to defeat you. You got to pick it up in the area of reading your Bible. If not, the devil is going to defeat you. You got to pick it up in the area of prayer. If not, the devil is going to defeat you. You got to pick it up in your kindness and your generosity. If not, the devil is going to defeat you. You got to pick it up or else the devil will overcome you. Scripture says, how can you overtake the house unless you first bind the strong man? Well, if you don't bind the strong man, you're not going to be able to overtake the house. That's why we got to feed our spirit man so that he grows stronger than our flesh. Hallelujah. And if we began to do that, God will bless us with a spiritual growth that we never imagined. We'll see the results that we are designed to receive. There's no greater thing than to see the results that you've been looking for. Hallelujah. You've been working out. You've been striving. You've been struggling. And you've been trying to get it done. But then all of a sudden, you start start to see a little egg pop up in your arm. You say, hallelujah. And you start doing a couple more curls because you saw an egg pop up. Hallelujah. You began to see your chest get a little, little wide. Amen. Then you taking a breath and you start really poking your chest out. Hallelujah. You've seen some results now. And then, God forbid, you mess around and start seeing a little six-pack. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You be shoe. You walking around with your shirt off and, and everything else now. Well, what happens when you begin to see spiritual results? What happens when you begin to see transformation take place in your life? What happens when you begin to see spiritual growth happen in your life? You begin to get motivated more and more because God is moving in me and God is moving through me and I'm motivated to serve and fulfill the purpose of God. I'm motivated to serve and fulfill the plan of God in my life. Every one of us has a goal in front of us. Are you reaching your goal? Are you getting to the place that you want to be? Are you getting to the place in God that you want to be? I pray that you have a goal of becoming the best Christian that you can be. I pray that you have the goal of becoming a productive Christian in the body of Christ where God can use you for his glory and for his kingdom. I pray that you're trying to do all that God has called you to do. Why? Because it's by the power of the divine grace of God. It's by the power of those precious promises.
promises that he told us about in verses 3 and 4. And as he tells us about those divine promises, about those precious promises that God has given, it ought to motivate you to do your best. It ought to motivate you to grow in your faith. It ought to motivate you to be that child of God that he's called you to be. But not only do you have to have the access point and you have to have the motivating purpose, you've got to also have the work that will produce results. You've got to work to produce the results. Notice again, you're there. You've accessed the gym. You've got the motivation. But then you got to really begin to work. We cannot produce true growth on our own. We need what we call supplements. There are things that we can supplement that will assist us in our growth. Those who train and work out, they know that they need what we call BCAs. Amen. Those are amino acids that we normally get through food and other sources. But sometimes if you're pushing your body, you need just a little bit more. Hallelujah. And for those of you who get a little serious, you start using stuff like creatine and protein and, and some other supplements and the multivitamins and things of that nature to assist you with your growth process. Well, God has given us some supplements as well. Hallelujah. And if you take the supplements that he's given you, you can experience the type of growth that he wants you to have. And when I began to look at that scripture, it told me in verses 5 through 9 that I can experience that growth because God has given me, again, these precious promises. He says it right there in his word. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Supplement your faith. Yes, sir. He said, you're working out, and I see you got the, the motivation. I see you're showing up. Hallelujah. Let me go back to the access point. You can also use that fob to come to church on Sunday. Hallelujah. You can also use that fob to come to Sunday school. Hallelujah. You can also use that fob to come to Bible study. Hallelujah. And you can also use that fob to come to all the other uh, means of grace that you might grow spiritually in the house of God. Back to the previous message. And when you understand that the supplements, you got to supplement your faith. Faith gets you in the door. But once you're in and once you get the, the faith working, you got to put moral excellence in it. And when you get the moral excellence, you got to add to that knowledge. And then you got to add to the knowledge and the moral excellence, self-control. And then when you add self-control, you got to add patient endurance. And then when you add the patient endurance, then you got to add godliness. And then when you add the godliness, you got to add brotherly affection. And then after you add brotherly affection, you add that number one supplement, love. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. When you add these supplements to your life and you begin to grow and develop, why? Because you got the supplementation down packed. Amen. Bishop said it earlier today. Most people don't know that professional athletes, one of the things that they got to get right in they, is their diet. And I heard one of the professional athletes say it like this. You can't put bad gas in a Ferrari. 
He said, we as professional athletes are like Ferraris. And if we're putting McDonald's and if we're putting all kind of other trash in ourselves, it's like putting bad gas in a Ferrari. And when you understand that you can't put bad gas in a Ferrari and still expect it to act like a Ferrari. Hallelujah. What are you saying, Jones? What I'm saying is this. We can't keep putting bad gas in these cars that we call Christ's vehicles and act, act, act like it's going to act like a vehicle that God is using. Hallelujah. If we keep putting trash in, guess what's going to come out? Trash. If we keep putting trash in, guess what's not going to happen? Growth. Because the car is going to break down on you because you don't have the right things going inside of it. But if we ever learn to put the right gas in the car, if we ever learn to put the right supplements in, and if we use the right supplements and we began to use them to the glory of God, those supplements will give us the growth that we've been looking for. We'll run like a fine-tuned machine. That's one of the reasons that some churches struggle because not everybody is running like a fine-tuned machine. But imagine if everybody in the church was running like a fine-tuned machine. If everybody in the church was putting the right gas in the car. If everybody in the church was using the right supplements, they were putting in the moral excellence. They were putting in the knowledge. They were putting in the self-control. They were putting in the godliness. They were putting in the affectionate love for one another. They were putting all of the right supplements into the body. They were putting all of the right supplements into the tank. The next time they went out to do the work of the Lord, it will be done to perfection. It will be done to the glory of God. Why? Because we've been using the right supplements. We've been doing that thing that will cause true spiritual growth to take place. And then there's this thing called a supplement stack. Hallelujah. Where you can stack the supplements with another supplement in order to get it to do even greater work. Hallelujah. Imagine if we stack the supplements that we're using with the power of the Holy Spirit. What are you saying, Jones? If I began to take that stack that God has given me, and then I began to also pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will help me to execute those things in my life. If I pray that the Holy Spirit will begin to move me from day to day. If I began to pray that the Holy Spirit will give me guidance from situation to situation. That stack will show up have power. It, it will become the supplement stack that you can sell out in the world. Hallelujah. People will pay a lot of money for this supplement stack. But guess what? It's free. Hallelujah. You don't have to pay a dime for it. Again, Jesus paid it all. Yeah. Once you got access into the gym, you also got access to all the supplements you want. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got access to the supplements that God had put there for your growth and development. You can go anytime and get all that you stand in need of. You don't have to ever worry about running out. You don't have to ever worry about Amazon not delivering on time. You don't have to ever worry about everything being back ordered. It's always there for you. Why? Because it's provided by the Holy Spirit. It's provided by a God that we serve. It's provided by the kingdom. It's provided in a wonderful and glorious fashion. Yes, and as you start to see the results, you'll begin to enjoy what you're seeing because you know that God is working on your life. You'll know that God is working through you. But we need to make sure that we gain the knowledge that will help us to be able to produce this effective work in us. 
That's what the scripture tells us. That we've got to move more and more to the growth of God and that we begin to be more productive and useful in this world because of the knowledge that we have of Jesus Christ. One of the things that has helped me in my uh, workout experience is to gain knowledge. Knowledge of how my body works, knowledge of how supplements work, and knowledge of how equipment and the weights will train you and work on your physique. Amen. There are some people who do uh, what we call shoulder shrugs. And, and maybe you've seen them in the gym. They, they just standing there and they just... And, and every time I see somebody doing that, I go, mm, you're just wasting your time. Your neck gonna hurt after this. <laughs> I learned from one of the greatest bodybuilders of all time, Ronnie Coleman. And, and he said, what you got to do is you got to take your, your neck and just lean forward a little bit. And as you lean forward a little bit, when you shrug, you gotta pull them up and back and hold it. You pull it up, back, and hold it up, back, and hold it. And I remember sharing with a gentleman that was in the gym one time, he was doing shrugs, and I had talked to him from time to time, and, and, and we were over there, and we were actually working out with him that day, and I say, had you ever tried it this way? And he began to do it the way that Ronnie had showed me. And he did about five. Before, he was just knocking them out, knocking them out, knocking them out. But he did five the way that I was showing him that Ronnie had showed me. And he said, yeah, I feel that. And I'm like, oh, what were you feeling before? <laughs> the knowledge makes the difference. As you begin to learn, but that means you got to expose yourself to people who know what they're talking about. Amen. Amen. Now, everybody in the fitness industry don't know what they're talking about. Everybody in the fitness industry ain't out for your best good. Some of them are out to sell their stuff. And some of them are out to, to get you into, there was somebody got in trouble about booking people for personal training sessions, but they were not giving the people what they paid for. And we got to have some people that we can rely on and trust. People that we know that if they, if they give me the word, I can trust what they're saying. If, if they're giving me something to, to, to go back and to think about it, I can trust it. If they're giving me some direction and some guidance, I know there's going to be godly direction and godly guidance. We need to have those type of people in our lives. Amen. I said I wasn't going to do it. But... We won't be swag surfing in here. Amen. Amen. We won't be walking it out in here. Amen. We're going to be holy in here. Amen. Because the Lord didn't tell me to do the swag surfing. He said if I really wanted to overcome, then I got to overcome by the testimony. I overcome by the testimony of the saints. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb, not the swag surfing. 
I overcome because God is in my life and because God is the power that will help me to overcome. I overcome because I've been working hard at developing the spiritual growth in my life and I've been working hard at doing the things that God has called me to do. That's why I'm going to overcome. Yes, I'm going to walk it out by walking every day with Jesus. I'm going to walk it out by walking every day in the name of the Lord. I'm going to walk it out every day by trying to be like Enoch and just walk with the Lord in such a wonderful way that one day he just said, come on home with me because we're closer to my house than we are to yours. I want to be able to live that type of life. I want to be able to give God that type of glory out of my life. And I know that it comes when I gain a knowledge of him and a knowledge of who he is. When I gain a knowledge of God and a knowledge of his kingdom, then I can be the best Christian that God has called me to be. I can grow because I'm gaining knowledge that will help me grow every day. And I gain that knowledge that will help me go. I'll become a more productive citizen in the kingdom of God. I'll become a more productive and effective person in the body of Christ. But some of us have to be careful because we get short-sighted or we're blind. What do you mean short-sighted or blind? You ever, <laughs> maybe y'all don't, but I have because I've been in the gym and I've seen them do it. Somebody over there in the mirror and they flexing. And you catch yourself. You won't look around and see if anybody else see what you see. I see you flexing, but I don't see nothing popping. <laughs> but you over there flexing like, yeah, I got 25-inch pythons. Yeah, my neck is... No, I don't see it. And we can fool ourselves into thinking that we're growing. We can fool ourselves into thinking that we're making progress. But the truth be told is, we're not. And we're blind to the fact that we're letting sin control our life more than the word of God. Yep. We're blind to the fact that we're letting the spiritual growth go by the wayside, but yet we think we're growing. We can be short-sighted or blind all because we're fooling ourselves. We've got to make sure that if we're experiencing true growth, it is true growth. And one of the ways that you know you're experiencing true growth is because others will tell you. Yep that you're growing. Others will see the growth in you. Yeah. If you really want to know if you're making progress, listen to what people around you are saying. Now, I remember when I was on my journey and I was actually had gotten down to about 185 at one point and I was feeling good and I walked in the gym one day and the trainer Gwen said, Clarence, what are you doing? And I looked at her and I said, huh? What are you doing? I see you're different. I said, uh, I just cut down the rest in between sets and increased the, the reps and the, oh, well, keep it up. I felt good. Somebody else saw what I had been doing. Others will see the growth that you're making. Others will see the progress that you're making. Don't fool yourself. If you're the only one that sees your growth, you might want to check it. If you're the only one that sees, oh boy, look at this, you might want to check it. But when we understand that when others see the growth in us, they'll let us know that the growth is there. They'll see the growth that we've been getting. They'll see the transformation that we've been making in our life. And we won't be those who are short-sighted or blind to our true condition. But as I close, I want us to know this. There's one thing that will sabotage you, and I said it a little early, it's a bad diet. You can't outwork a bad diet. Trust me, I know. 
You can't outwork a bad diet. You can go to the gym and work as hard as you want. But if you go home and then fill it with everything but you ain't supposed to eat, you you wasting time. You wasting time. But when we understand if my diet is on point and I've been putting the work in, I've been in the word of God. And I've been putting my faith work in. I've been praying and I've been putting my faith work in. I've been doing the work that needs to be done, but I've also gotten my diet under control. I don't go for junk preachers anymore. I don't go for junk ministry anymore. But I'm looking for those who have true substance to their the ministry. I'm looking for those who have true character in their ministry. I'm looking for those who providing a show enough spiritual meal. I'm looking for those who will bless me instead of lead me down the wrong path. And because I got my diet in order and I'm doing all of the things that are needed for me to grow in my faith, I began to experience a transformation in my spirit. And I began to experience the transformation over my body and over my life. Why? Because I've been doing it the right way. I'm no longer letting a bad diet dictate my outcome. But I've gotten the diet under control. And now that my diet and my work are working together, I can see the results. Others see the results. And all because others are seeing the results result. That's good news to me. That means that I've been working it out. That means that I've been doing it the way that God has called me to do it. And that means that I found myself truly in the body of Christ. And because I've been working it out and because God has been blessing me and because I've been working it out and the Holy Spirit has been assisting me because I've been working it out and taking the right supplement. God has been showing himself great and mighty in my life and I've been growing and I've been developing and I've been in the closet in the nighttime praying and I I've been asking God to come and move over my life. But as I've begun to come out in the daytime, somebody will say, what have you been doing with yourself? I see a glow all about you. What you've been doing with yourself? You walk differently. What you've been doing with yourself? You talk differently. What you've been doing with yourself? There's a new you that's only coming out of you. All you got to do is say, I've been with the Lord and I've been working it out. There were some troubles in my life, but me and God been working it out. I had some heartache, but me and God been working it out. I had some difficult time, but me and God been working it out. And the person that you see today is one who's been putting in the work. The person you see today is the one who has been giving God all of the glory and all of the praise. The person you see today has been under the strain, but it's made me stronger when I come out the other side. The person that you see today has been under a heavy load. I didn't have the power that it took to get it off me, but the Lord showed up and gave me a spot. And because God gave me a spot every now and then, I've gotten stronger and stronger and stronger and because I've gotten stronger God has blessed me greatly and you see the growth that's taking place in my life but because you've seen the growth that's taking place in my life I know that one day he's going to welcome me into his kingdom in a glory and glad fashion he's going to bring me into it and say come on in that good and faithful servant come on in and take your rest come on in you've been faithful over a few things you've been working it out down there you've been working it out all year long you've been working it out over the last 10-15 years You've been working it out. And because you've been working it out, come on into the kingdom of God. Come on in and count your rest. Come on in and enjoy what I have in store for you. When you work it out, God will bless you. When you work it out, 
God will eventually bring you into that glorious promise that he has for you. That is to bring you into his kingdom. And that you can one day see him face to face. That you can one day be with the 20 and 4 elders bowing down before his throne crying holy, holy, holy. You can be in the glorious presence of the Lord all because one day you decided you're going to access the kingdom. And you were motivated because you had a purpose. And that God was letting you work it out that you might produce the results that he's been looking for. Make sure you're producing the results that he's looking for. He's looking for. And God will indeed bless you on your journey to spiritual growth. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.